The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, January 8th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Jonah Booker. Jay Book, it's been three weeks since we've done a show together. Two weeks ago, Christmas. Last week, New Year's Day. It's great to have you back on the show. Speaking of New Year's Day, something really good happened that day, really that night. Ohio State beating the brakes off of Clemson. Just since I haven't talked to you since then, you know, how gratifying of a win was that for the Buckeyes? And what do you think it meant for Ohio State's program, big picture? Not that Buckeye football wasn't so going to be great, but how big of a win was that for Ohio State? Yeah, it's good to be back on the show, Dave. I miss talking to you, and it's great that we can talk in, in these circumstances to where Ohio State is one of the last two remaining teams playing. But that that New Year's Day game, Dave, I tell you, I was absolutely fired up. I, I don't know how many times I got towed in my house to, to keep it down because I was yelling and screaming and fist pumping through the air. It was such a gratifying game, especially when you had Dabo running his mouth so much and Ohio State got the monkey off their back when it comes to Clemson. And, and it was a huge moment for the program. Every, everyone saw the, the Clemson score hung up around the weight room in the building. Those guys felt like they should have won that game last year. Um, some horrible calls went against them, which unfortunately cost them that game. But they were able to stay focused, stay on stay on task, and absolutely destroy Clemson. And the, the biggest thing for me that really got me fired up is how dominant Ohio State was in the trenches on both sides of the football. And let's look ahead. We're only three days away now from the national championship game, Ohio State against Alabama. And there's been a lot of rumors the game could be pushed back. As I said on the show Wednesday, listen, we're aware of some of the rumors and what's going on. We can't be specific about anything, but uh, it does sound like maybe a couple of Ohio State players tested positive. But it's not some outbreak. This game is not going to be pushed back. Ryan Day was asked about this yesterday on his Zoom call with reporters, and he just completely shot that down. He said, no, quote, we will have plenty of players to play in this game. So, you know, with the caveat, you never know going forward what could happen. But um, so it sounds like we can put an end, maybe not put an end to it, but we <laughs> pretty close to put an end to the idea that the game could get kicked back a week, Jay Book. 
Yeah, and if you look at Ryan Day and Ohio State, they've had COVID issues throughout the entire season pretty much for the last six or seven weeks. And not one time did they make an excuse. They've, they've rarely been at full tilt with all of their guys. And this will be uh, another situation where Ohio State will be ready to go to battle with the guys that they have. I know there's a lot of conjecture and talk about the game potentially being delayed, but with the, the rules that are laid out where it has to be, you have to have a 53-man roster. You have to have a minimum of a certain amount of players at each position. Ohio State has that, so they will be heading to Miami. Will they be missing some guys? Most likely, but at the same time, I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people was leading on. Uh, I know there was a lot of talk from the Alabama side, the Bama boards. Dan Patrick was uh, went on his show and talked about how his sources claim that Ohio State was going to be decimated. To me right now, I want to win this this game bad. But at the same time, I'm very thankful that this Buckeye team is playing in this national championship game. So to me, yes, we want to win this championship, but the fact that they've been able to overcome so many obstacles to get here is so gratifying just to see, just to be able to see this team compete for a national championship, regardless of who's going to be on the field come Monday. Yeah. House money for sure. Especially with everything Ohio state's dealt with and still is probably going to be dealing with going into this game um, for them to be in the national championship game, playing for all the marbles and right after one of the most you know gratifying slash best wins in Ohio state history. Definitely one of the uh, most fun games that, that I've ever watched uh, both as my time as a fan and as a reporter, that was just tremendous against Clemson. It does feel like house money. <laughs> I genuinely feel that way. I know you do too. House money. As soon as the ball gets kicked off, all that'll go out the window. We're going to be like foaming at the mouth, winning Ohio state to win more than ever. But, uh, but no, but I'm with you. This is house money. Let me ask you this. There's been some talk that, um, uh, the Big Ten in Ohio State might be a little at odds about what protocols to follow. Speaking of rumors, I have not confirmed this. There, there are some rumors out there that Ohio State's basically told the Big Ten to kick rocks. Not that Ohio State's going to throw caution to the wind with COVID. They're going to be, but they're they're going to follow the CDC guidelines. They're going to do kind of more what's more what Alabama's doing, and not you know these stringent rules in the Big Ten. Are you hearing anything on that front? And if not, just. Um, at least it makes for good uh, fodder for the conspiracy theorists. What do you think about that? You think the Ohio State's finally told the Big Ten, no, go fly a kite. We're, we're going to follow the CDC rules. Yeah, I know there's been a lot of talk about it. Um, if they if they did it, then hats off to Gene Smith and Ohio State because it's about damn time because <laughs> we've been saying it for weeks. Like, what, what would a Big Ten do to Ohio State if they told them to go kick rocks? There's nothing – Kevin Warren and the Big Ten can do at this point to Ohio State. It's ridiculous anyways that the Big Ten rules are more stringent than the CDC. They should update their policy. It's a un, it's a it's an unequal playing field for Ohio State to be going into crucial games testing the way that they're testing when Clemson's not testing the same way and Alabama's not testing the same way. And I know we had it on the, in the boarding house there that pretty much the SEC and the Big Ten were having conference call and the SEC said, hey, we're, we're going by our rules. The Big Ten, if you have to go by your rules, then that's the bed that you've made. And at this point, it's if Ohio State is moving in that direction, then hats off to them because that right there tells me that the stakes are too high 
to allow Kevin Warren and the Big Ten to handcuff them on the biggest stage in the game. All right, we're going to get into keys to victory for the Buckeyes in a moment. Before we get to that, speaking of a key to victory, Justin Fields' health, and a lot of people were worried he had broken ribs. Certainly looked like a severe injury um, that he sustained despite him toughing it out. But, and I would have lost a lot of money if I was betting on this ahead of time, but uh, none other than 24-7 Sports founder Shannon Terry, former CEO of 24-7 Sports, he has since sold the company, actually sold the company a while ago to C- to CBS, but was still the CEO now is in pseudo-retirement as he figures out his next uh, venture in life. Shannon doing extremely well, as he always has, and he was the one. I did not see this coming. Shannon, through a couple of uh, sources of his, broke the news on Twitter a couple of days ago, Jay Book, that Justin Fields does not have broken ribs. And yeah, he's sore. You know, he's bruised up, but no broken ribs. And as Shannon said, he will be fine for the game. I was able to subsequently confirm this through sources of my own. So fantastic news there that Justin Fields, while I'm sure um, not feeling 100%, and maybe he will be 100% by Monday, but fantastic news that it was nothing serious like broken ribs. Absolutely. And it is really great to hear. I suspect that would be the case. We we heard the rumors that he would be fine. If you look at the way he played that game, he was out there after the hit, dropping dimes all over the field. I mean, that that 60-yard bomb to Chris Alave there after he came back into the game was an absolute beauty. If he had broken ribs, no matter if they had given him a shot in the tent uh, when he went in there, he would still be grimacing and, and feeling the pain of that that broken ribs later on in the game. I know we saw it, you know, right afterwards that that touchdown in the corner to Chris Alave, he was grimacing, but the way he finished the game tells me that yes, he he may be hurting, he may be sore, but I don't think there's any structural damage for Ohio State fans to worry about. I fully expect Justin Fields to come out play his best game, one of his best games again as an Ohio State Buckeye. Right now, he's in the zone. Uh, he's showing that he he is one of the top quarterbacks in the country, him and Trevor Lawrence, one and two. And to me, that Alabama secondary is right for the picking. All right, let's get to keys to victory for the Buckeyes. You can throw in you know, what concerns you the most, what you're most optimistic about, just what are – Keys for the Buckeyes to pull off this upset. Yeah, we we always say this is a Bucknuts morning five, but going into this game, Dave, and, and this conversation we're about to have, I'm about to go into detail on some of the things that I look at, so we may go over our time slot. But hey, this is good. The good. There's and, yeah, there's no time slot. Go go, my <laughs> man. Go. Yeah. And and right after this game, just watching, going back and watching what Ohio State does and and what Alabama does best. I truly believe this is a really bad matchup for for Alabama when it comes to their defense because what did we see from Alabama throughout the year whenever they gave up a lot of yards and a lot of points? It was always wide receivers and teams that can really stretch the field. Notre Dame was not athletic enough for Alabama. They did not have the speed on the perimeter to really threaten them. When you look at Ole Miss, you look at Florida, those teams – where Alabama really struggled on that defensive side of the football, they had guys that can get down the field. Ohio State has that in three guys, in Chris Alave and Jamison and Garrett Wilson. And what was the issue that 
Nick Saban said the last time Ohio State had, had, had faced him, he was really concerned about Devin Smith blowing the top off the defense. So what did he have to do? He had to pull the safeties out of the box. He had to bring guys out of the box because he was so concerned about Devin Smith. Well, Ohio State has three guys that, that can really pop the top off the defense. So that means that they, they have to respect what Ohio State can do stretching the field. So to me, that is going to be a huge indicator that Trey Sermon will have a big game because that offensive line, they're playing at a high clip right now. And once you start moving guys off the ball and Ohio State offensive line starts getting guys with a hat to a hat and you start seeing them getting to that second level to Dylan Moses and those Alabama linebackers, that's when you're going to start seeing uh, Trey Sermon ripping off 6-7. 22, 24, 23-yard runs because you cannot stop everything with this Ohio State offense. You cannot respect the pass with Alave going over the top or or uh, Garrett Wilson and still try to slow down this running game. And now that Ohio State has thrown the tight ends on tape, that you have to account for those guys because at any moment that tight end can leak out to the flat and if your guys aren't paying attention. So to me, I think this is a major, major mismatch for Ohio State offense versus the Alabama defense. And I mentioned those teams that Alabama struggled against who can stretch the field. The the one caveat that makes Ohio State different, those teams did not have a power run game to complement their ability to stretch the field. So that's what Ohio State has. They can hit you with a variety of ways. You want to stop, you want to stack the box. Okay, go ahead. As long as the offensive line can give Justin Fields adequate protection, we'll we'll pick you apart going down the field if that's what you want to do. So to me, I think that is going to be the biggest factor. The the big question is going to be is can Kerry Combs get enough stops? on the defensive side of the football because Alabama is going to get there. Their offense is too potent. You can't expect to go into this game shutting them down. It's just going to be, can you get enough adequate stops to get the ball back into your offense hands? And, and to me, I think the key, the magic number is going to be anywhere between three to four stops. If the defense can get off the field three to four times with change of possessions, turnovers, forcing the punts, that right there, we'll have a Hall State making this a fourth quarter game. You had me at this is a bad matchup for Alabama. When you said this is a bad matchup for, it was like dot, dot, dot. Is he going to say Ohio State? I love it. Bad matchup for <laughs> Alabama. Sign me up for that. Great stuff, as <laughs> always, from Jonah Booker. Really appreciate it, Jay Book. And thank you to all listeners for tuning into the show. We appreciate that very much. Have a great weekend, Bucknutters. I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.